It's worth knowing what's really going on. This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Donald Trump has been indicted in Atlanta. We have so many court dockets to follow, but we haven't really seen anything yet. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has covered every moment of this historic case. I've been writing about this investigation for two and a half years. Our team is led by reporters Bill Rankin and Tamar Hallerman. Follow our coverage on AJC.com and listen to new in-depth episodes of the award-winning podcast, Breakdown, the Trump Indictment, only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. You all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. This, my friends, is Access Atlanta. It's a new podcast that shares the best things to do, see, eat, and experience. Welcome to Access Atlanta. This week, I'm here with our dining editor, Lagaya Figueres. Hello, Shane. Thanks for having me back uh, again. It's great to have you. It's always great to talk about food, and this time it's kind of something special. It is special. Well, remember, not too long ago, you and I sat down and chatted about Buford Highway, yep. but we talked about Buford Highway Social Club. Yes. Well, it's time again for our fall dining guide, and what do you think was the theme for this <laughs> fall dining guide? It must be Buford Highway. Buford Highway, bing, bing, bing. So, yes, but it's time to talk about Buford Highway. There's so much happening there. There's so many things that have, you know, changed over the course of time that um, we really wanted to give it a deeper dive. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, it really has changed. It's. It's funny that, you know, it used to be... There were a lot of places that I guess some people might have been a little worried about going in. They were frightened. They seemed a little, you know, not as as uh, friendly to uh, many people, I guess. It's like they were, you know, now there are more places that, that uh, feel a little more corporate-y almost, but without being corporate. They're, they're more... I don't know. They feel like they're more um, uh, friendly to families that, that may not be familiar with that type of food, to anyone who isn't familiar with uh, certain uh, ethnic cultures, certain foods that they do. It, it feels like it's a little more welcoming now. Oh, is that right? So, well, I can understand that. I would say, now, keep in mind, I've only been in Atlanta for three years, so yeah. I don't have that longevity yeah. you know, behind me. What I do notice is there are certain um, formats uh, both in the type of restaurant that you might be looking at, right, or in the space, in the type of menu, in the offering that might make it more comfortable, say, for yeah. for um, yeah. someone not of that ethnic origin to yeah. to go there. Um, and I would also say that maybe people are a little bit more. Um, uh, interested in going simply because right. our palates have um, opened up. Perhaps we're, you know, people are a lot more adventurous yes. than they used to be. Yeah. And if you want to be an adventurous diner, there's no better place to go than Buford Highway. That's true. Yeah, it, that's the thing. I think a lot of people were, were a little, uh, you know, apprehensive about trying something new. I will say that I, you know, I was uh, talking with a few restaurant owners uh, as part of research for the dining right. guide. And um, in, one in particular with the owner of Hello Chicken, um, in understanding a little bit about what she's doing, 
she mentioned to me that now she comes from a family that's had restaurants before on Buford Highway. They since moved at Korean restaurant right. up to um, Duluth because over the course of time, that Korean population that was a clientele on Buford Highway shifted north. Yep. Well, now she's come back, opened her restaurant about nine, ten months ago. But I said, are there any things that you're doing differently than what your mom did? And she did mention that, for example, with some of her sauces, they're a little bit sweeter because she does want oh. to... Um, uh, keep in mind some of the palate here in Atlanta, which she finds right. to be, you know, more uh, teetering toward, you know, the sweet yes. side. Um, she also mentioned, though, that there are things that she puts, for example, in her bibimbap that her mom would never have done. Something <laughs> like kale. Yeah. And so, I don't know if those are the kinds of things that you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, there's a little bit of that. There's a little bit of, you know, the, the local flavor that they put into it because of the local ingredients. I mean, people everywhere are always adapting recipes to the things that are available locally. Right. Um, so, yeah, there is definitely some of that. But then there's also, you know, places like, say, Food Terminal, um, Dish, the Korean place there, which, you know, it, it doesn't feel like your traditional Korean restaurant or, you know, the Food Terminal being a little more pan-Asian. Sure. With, uh, I'm actually glad you brought up Food Terminal. I think that would be, that's almost a fascinating sort of subject for me. Um Think about what that menu looks like. It looks right. like a glossy yes. magazine. It's that thick. Yep. It's a very fun to read. And that space is super modern. Modern. But when you look at the menu, think about um, back when, and actually a great example to compare to is um, not too far away, um, there's sort of the Chinatown yep. section mm -hmm. that, that's off of Buford Highway. If you go in there, you're still looking at a menu board that you might not be able to read, but you're going to interpret through the pictures that you point to. Yep. Well, Food Terminal, in a way, is basically that same thing, except for set up for 2018. Right. You know, yeah. you're still looking at pictures. They're just super glossy. Sure. And um, you, some of, you know, it's translated. You have the English, and then you, you know, you've got. Right. Um, the foreign language, but it's, but it's there's just still similarities yeah. to yeah. it. But it's, you're comfortable with it. Right. True. That's the thing. That's what what you know strikes me is is they seem to have made it more comfortable for people who might not have been before, especially like with the menu and with the the modern the modern look of the place. Absolutely. Um, it, it's. It's not your typical little place where, you know, you've got your little plastic chairs and the, it's like so many of those places all, even, you know, no matter whether they're Mexican, whether it's Chinese, whether they, they have a similar look in many of them, you know, they're very dinery almost, right. um, you know, it's just a place where you order at the counter and then go sit down or, you know, even if there is service. It's, you know, it may not be as modern and up-to-date, but a lot of places are getting to that place. And, True. And, and, and well, and, and I mentioned one of the reasons why we, again, wanted to take a look at, at Buford Highway. Um, some of the more recent changes, you see something like Halal Guys, yeah. uh, which was started out as a food cart in New York, yeah. and now it's grown to be a national chain. And they chose Buford Highway when they... Um, decided to enter the Georgia market. Now they're opening a second one in uh, Midtown. But the point is, Buford Highway, you know, it gets national eyes these days. And uh, and it, it should be a point of pride for Atlanta to have such a culinary gem. Yeah, it really is. And and as you mentioned, I love the way that it's it's almost expanded into Duluth. It's sort of like, you know, this, this you know, multi-armed thing that sure. has, has sort of you know, gone everywhere right. across across the city. You don't necessarily have to go to Buford Highway to get it anymore, but 
most of it started there. Absolutely. And we should keep in mind, you know, there's the Buford Highway Corridor, which is that tighter cluster of restaurants that's going to span uh, just, you know, from South Buckhead going north uh, just past 285. So that spans, you know, technically um, four cities if we want to include Atlanta, but there's yep. hardly any restaurants there. And then you get uh, Brookhaven and um, Doraville and Chambly. Yep. But it really does, Buford Highway itself, go all the way up yep. to Buford. And so we did do our due diligence, and I drove all the way up there. Yeah. There are some fun places to check out. So all of those are, are uh, in the dining guide. Yep. And folks can find it online at ajc.com forward slash dining hyphen guide. Yeah. But uh, I brought in somebody special to be able to continue this discussion on Buford Highway. Right. And this is someone who knows Buford Highway pretty well. Very well. <laughs> so my predecessor, John Kessler, and I sat down and chatted. I thought it was important because as somebody who, you might say I do look at it with fresh eyes because it's not, you know, I've only been here for three years. But John Kessler, um, you know, he is one of the, his favorite places to dine. And he uh, went on Buford Highway for, you know, his 20 plus years while he yeah. was at the AJC. So I think it'll be, it's a fun uh, chat about, you know, past and present. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a fascinating thing to look at, the past of Buford Highway and how it's changed over those years, because it certainly has. Um, and it's always great to get a new look at it. That's why I love the idea of this fall dining guide. Thanks. <laughs> so, is there anything else we need to talk about for the uh, for the fall dining guide? Well, I think what people need to just know is that while Buford Highway has at least 125 restaurants but there's there's one official you know booklet out there right um, there are over 125 in there. I know. I th I'm pretty sure it's cl more close to 200. If you can, if you go all the way up to you know on Buford, it's uh, and up north in Buford. Yeah. Um, but what we were able to do is uh, give coverage to 50 restaurants from 17 countries. Wow. And, yeah. Right. Well, that's amazing. That I mean, you know that you, you know all of the usual suspects. That you know, there's plenty of Chinese of various types and Mexican and Korean and Vietnamese. But, you know, beyond that, a lot of people don't think about how many other countries there are represented. That's right. And here's a fun fact for you. The most expensive restaurant, the most expensive meal in Atlanta mm -hmm. is actually to be had on Buford Highway, which wow. we typically think of as a more of a cheap eat spot. You're not going to pay too much to dine yeah. on Buford Highway typically. But... Sushi Hayakawa, get thought. the omakase, <laughs> and you're paying a 185 a person yeah. for some fabulous yeah. uh, Japanese. Wow, that's great. Yeah, so you can go grab a cheap eat, or you can uh, really splurge on Buford Exactly, exactly. It's all there. <laughs> well, awesome. So uh, uh, everybody go check out our fall dining guide, um, and we're going to hear from uh, from John Kessler and uh, all about uh what's happening on Buford Highway, both then and now. That's right. Thanks for coming. Thank you, Shane. I'm Lagaya Figueres, the food and dining editor for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It's time for our fall dining guide. This time, we're taking a road trip to Buford Highway. On Atlanta's most diverse culinary corridor, you can eat well, whether you're hungry for a Cuban sandwich, Malaysian beef rendang, or Korean barbecue. The guide highlights nearly 50 restaurants that represent the cuisines of 17 countries. 
We dive into regional Mexican cooking and we scope out vegetarian dishes from around the globe. We look at new eateries that are a part of the latest evolution of Buhai, as well as beloved places that are still as old school as ever. I'm joined by someone special who lived here in Atlanta for more than 18 years. John Kessler used to be the dining editor and chief dining critic for the AJC. John, welcome. Hey, how are you? Good. I couldn't do this without you because I've only lived in Atlanta for a few years, but you were here for almost two decades. And I think I spent about a decade of it on Buford Highway. I know. So. <laughs> you love Buford Highway so much. I, I love it. I know. That's what you used to do. You would take people on tour after tour of Buford Highway. I know. And I would just sometimes spend, you know, a lovely day with a friend going in and out of as many restaurants as we could. Yep. I just love Buford Highway. You know, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, I didn't know where I was going to go on Buford Highway, but I simply started driving. And I knew I'd going to stop somewhere. I ended up actually stopping at a place in Norcross. But you can just go anytime, drive, find a new place. There's so many places to eat along there, and it's a discovery every time you go. It is, and there's such a great mix of, like, sort of newer shopping developments and older ones. And so there are all these little places that, you know, you know, if uh, places are openings on the cheap, they can find, you know, an, an interesting little corner to uh, to move into. So. Right, exactly. I mean, I think Atlanta obviously knows it has a gem on its hands. But in the dining guide, we talk about more than 50 places wow. and they represent 17 different countries, which is really that blows your mind if you really think about that. Just in, you know, the the primary stretch is the Buford Highway corridor. So we're talking roughly eight you know miles. And obviously it keeps on going north if we want to go all the way to the end of the road. But right. um, just in a very tight concentration of space to have that many um, cuisines, you know, represented is exciting. It is pretty incredible. I think I remember hearing once that. You know, in terms of the number of languages spoken, there are more languages spoken in DeKalb County than in any other county except for perhaps, uh, you know, Queens and New York. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. So, John, uh, tell me about your early days with Buford Highway. So I moved to Atlanta in uh, 1997, right after the Olympics. And when um, the former food food editor, Susan Puckett, was trying to show me around Atlanta when I was looking at the job, she took me to Buford Highway, and I just was blown away by, by everything. Um, so when I first moved here, you know, there were some classic old restaurants, but there was a lot of new stuff coming in, and I think that's still the case today. But, you know, so the places that, like, older critics than I – raved about i think we're starting to seem a little tired but then there was this incredible new wave of korean vietnamese colombian things like that well when i was talking with a few uh restaurant owners who are longtime um uh, shop owners and and restaurant owners on buford highway they do talk about the olympics as a really pivotal time where we did see this huge influx i mean it was affordable you know leases they just saw opportunity like so many other parts of atlanta but um you know they chose Buford Highway. And um, some of them over the course of time, this is sort of interesting to me, um, in speaking with the owners, for example, of um, uh, a Korean restaurant, that um, later they shifted north 
to with their restaurant and and took it to Duluth because that original population, which was a Korean uh, clientele, um, was was moving up north, and and so they went with their clients. Now we see, which is kind of exciting to me, we see some of the second gen coming back and opening places back on Buford Highway. Right, and opening places closer to the city to get a more diverse clientele in there, but also, you know, a diverse clientele today really loves and appreciates all different kinds of food. So that's exciting to see, you know. I mean, I can just remember when Goose Bistro was on Buford Highway and um, they were just getting so many people coming in and wanting better beer. And then they had this incredible beer list there, which was just fantastic. So So what are some of the... Uh, what were some of your favorite places through the years that you love to eat at? Um, I mean, for me, there were like certain restaurants like where I would try something for the first time or get maybe even just get to love something for the first time. I mean, I remember when Tofu 88 opened. Um, it was the first Sundubu house, you know, serving that Korean soft tofu stew. Um, it was in the old Arby's. Um, and I don't know what it is now. I think they've they've since closed. But it was the first place where you would just get that bubbling crock of tofu and all those wonderful side dishes, you know, all the panchan. And then you would, you know, crack an egg into it. And my my kids loved it. And my kids just loved that whole thing of, you know, the tofu bubbling and cracking the egg and watching it cook. I, I do remember one time when there was a shrimp, you know, they would put a whole shrimp in um, the seafood one. And, it, you know, it had the tentacles and the feet and the eyeballs and everything. And at one point, it was bubbling so much, the shrimp just shot up out of the tofu. And my daughter, who was three at the time, just screamed. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and her <laughs> older sister said, oh, don't worry about that. Just push it back down. That's so great. That's so great. You know, so. well, yeah, so I've got a son now. He just graduated from, from high school. But, you know, the typical thing down here among the high schoolers is let's meet up at Waffle House. And it always gave me joy to when he's like, hey, I'm taking my friend to uh, Fell 24, you know, like to explore something. Right. Uh, not that Waffle House isn't great to explore, but knowing that there's like, oh, we're just going to go hang out on Buford Highway. It's pretty neat to have that available. I think one of the first um, columns I wrote where I talked about my kids was my daughter wanting to have her sixth birthday at a Korean steakhouse and our who Korean barbecue that? place. I know. And it was just like, uh, who does that? And all the parents were saying, oh, the kids are aren't going to eat that. They're very picky eaters. And of course, all the kids loved it because who doesn't love Korean barbecue? Right, right. Yeah. So when we shift to to the present day a little bit here, um, there are some some things that strike me as just fascinating uh about Buford Highway. One of them, I think, is like, who is it attracting now as far as who's opening, you know, some of the new restaurants? One, I think that's interesting is Halal Guides. You know, mm-hmm. that's a national chain. And, and here they are opening up their first place in Georgia and they chose Buford Highway. Now they're opening a second one in Midtown. Right. No, that is very interesting. And I also think, I mean, the food terminal story is super interesting. I mean, Amy Wong started with, um, you know, a small Malaysian restaurant in the suburbs, and then she opened up Top Spice and franchised that into a couple more locations, doing Thai and Malaysian food. And, you know, and now I just think working with her son-in-law, who's a graphic artist and designer, they make this incredibly sort of you know, electric, huge, exciting uh, restaurant that is all about Malaysian street food. Right, 
Yeah. Well, and but there are some things that are so modern about it. That that menu, that slick, glossy menu, yeah, that's, that's a magazine great. length is awesome. Um, and the space is really inviting. I think you know, it's attractive and it's really bringing in. You see a really young crowd going. Well, yeah. you see you know people of all ages. But I think there's something that's really comfortable to about it that right. for people. It's super comfortable and it just attracts. I mean, I always feel when I come back to Atlanta and go there. I've taken a couple of. Um, Buford Highway tours mm-hmm. um, through uh, Food Terminal, and it's just such a incredibly broad, eclectic crowd. I mean, everyone in Atlanta loves that restaurant, and it's just it, it warms my heart to see it. Yeah, yep. I, well, and also I just do have to mention one of my favorite things on that menu there is the cheese and cheese. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's so fun when they it's nuts, right? It's like this crazy, you know, fried uh, fried rice dish. But when they put it on the, it didn't, they serve it on that cast iron skillet, right? And then the server just starts stirring it, and it's like right. So fun, so it's, fun. It, it's a yes. You have, get a Pavlovian response to that. Right. You know? Now, and I also want to shift a little bit up north um, because I uh, to, to masterpiece. To, if we yeah. can talk about that place for a minute, I know that you're um, pretty actively involved with the Jane's Beard Foundation, and uh, it was really exciting to see um, the chef there get you know a nod from um, the foundation for as a um, among a nominees in 2018 for best chef in the southeast. Right. So he was on the long list. So he right, was a right. semifinalist. Sure. And um, that is a list, you know, people will um, write in, you know, thousands of restaurant names and then the uh, uh, restaurant committee reviews them. But I think, you know, there are enough people in the restaurant committee who had come to Atlanta, either were from here or come to Atlanta and had heard how good Masterpiece was and made it up there. And it really is one of just the great you know, Chinese restaurants in the country right. now. I think it's a it's it's a great accolade. I mean there we there might be some issues with, oh, you know, who is the Beard Foundation to say whether this is good or, you know, whatever. But the excitement is um uh that it's one more um organization that's putting a spotlight on, you know, Buford Highway and some of the exciting ethnic um, yeah. restaurants that we have down here. No, absolutely. And I just think that the um, appreciation of the kinds of dining experiences you have on Bruford Highway are um, much more in the spirit of what dining in Atlanta is. You know, people who like to eat in Atlanta have broad palates and love to try new things. And I think that's, you know, makes us a better dining town for restaurants that aren't on Buford Highway. Right, right. So, uh, you know, one of the the other things that uh, folks are talking about right now is because Buford Highway is changing and evolving, it does face some challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, currently it's, it's still not that, um, it's not very walkable. Um, no. You know, they're, they're working on some streetscaping. We see that a little bit more in Brookhaven than anywhere. Um, but there's gentrification happening right now. And what what in terms of, um, you know, you, I know that you still come back to Atlanta to visit fairly often. Uh, what kind of changes do you see? Well, um, I do worry that I think what had made Buford Highway so appealing to, you know, recent immigrants to the country was all the affordable housing nearby. You know, a lot of these old sort of... Um, you know, apartment complexes where there'd be these, you know, sort of this campus of two-story apartment buildings. And a lot of those are disappearing, it looks Mm -hmm. like. Um, And I do, you know, I I know that transportation up and down Buford Highway has been hard. There have even been some, 
you know, private bus companies where you could just, wasn't it you could get on for a dollar or something and just ride anywhere? Um, But, you know, there are accidents. And, uh, you know, people do get hit a lot trying to cross Buford Highway because it isn't very walkable. And so, you know, um, I do hope that it doesn't get so gentrified that it, you know, loses its kind of, you know, the grittiness in the little corners of it. I mean, that's always been the part of the charm. Yeah. Right. It's lunchtime here at La Maisie, a restaurant located on Buford Highway in Doraville. It's run by sisters Karen Wang and Michelle Yu. Since the late 90s, they have operated roughly a half dozen restaurants in Greater Atlanta, including in Decatur and Alpharetta. In 2015, they opened La Maisie in the Asian Square Shopping Plaza, where they serve Taiwanese and Sichuan cuisine. So who is your regular customer? Who a lot. Yeah, who, who would be your normal customer? Is it Americans? A Is lot. it yeah. American, okay. Chinese, Not Taiwanese, even Taiwanese, yeah, Taiwanese yeah. Chinese, Korean, and we also have uh, the uh, uh, Indian customer. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Lots of Indian customer, and we have uh, Jewish customer too. Really? They like Chinese. Okay. They like Chinese food. They like ours. And we have customers from from Alfreda, from Aquars, okay. from Canasol. They, they they come here to to see us. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And we have Swanee. a lot of vegetarian customers too. Okay. Because we have a few very Taiwanese style veggie okay. dish. Is that the one with the bitter melon? Bitter melon? Bitter melon. Yeah. yeah. My family is part um, Filipino, so oh, bitter Fili- melon is um, normal. Oh. From, it's, it's different. Not everybody likes bitter melon. You um, like it? Yeah, I do. I'm good. I don't want it all the time. But <laughs> I, you know, like, I don't want it every day. Yeah. But, but, but bit, I like it. Bitter melon is a really funny vegetable. Yes. When you first bite it, it's really bitter, right? Yes. But after taste, it's gone. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so feel make you feel comfortable. Yes, and you'll digest. Yes, yeah. I remember the first time that I ate on Buford Highway. Do you know where I went? Where was that? Nam Phong, and it was I just I got the goat curry. Yeah, and it was so memorable. I can still remember those tastes in my mouth, right? And I of course you end up like having to write about it or whatever. But I remember that whole day. I was like, that was just the best bowl. There were so many flavors. Uh-huh. It's just eye-opening. I think that Buford Highway does that to a lot of people. And it, you know, and the other one I would say is um, uh, eating Korean um, at Hanel Kwan. But the, but it was also part of who I dined with too, which was really fun. You know, you had people, uh, a couple Koreans that I yeah. had met, and they just were like, "Hey, come on, let's go." And they wanted to, uh, you know, maybe show me the way that they would do it. How did they approach the, you know, banchan or whatever? It was just, uh, it was really special. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you have a zillion special moments. I, I remember going to um, oh, uh, Hey One Day, which was you know, um, it's seen better days, but it was one of the great old barbecue places, and I it was funny because I. I reviewed it well, and then a lot of people with young kids started going, unaware that there was an adult movie theater right next door. And so I got a few <laughs> letters about that. But I just had so many great um, late-night um, adventures there. I remember going once with um, 
um, Kevin Gillespie and Tom uh, Colicchio when he was in town for craft. And we just went there like at, you know, I don't know, two in the morning and, you know, ate barbecue. And got in trouble. And got in trouble. Yeah, exactly. That was really fun. Um, But, man, there were just so many. I mean, there was the first Korean fried chicken. The place is long gone, but I remember. What was the name of it? Do you remember? Oh, I can't remember. It's a a Morisco place now. So it's a Mexican seafood place. But it's Morisco Landia. It's in a little... um, I think that's what it's called, but it, God, it was just the first time I'd had that double fried Korean right. chicken and I was just obsessed with it. I remember La Churria, the Colombian bakery, going nice. there. Um, God, there were just some, I remember going to uh, Panahar for the first time, the Bangladeshi restaurant, and meeting um, Mirza Chowdhury, who was, you know, the owner of it and had had this sort of fine dining background. and. It was BYO, and he'd send you over to Kroger to go get some wine. And then when he came back, he did full-on perfect wine service. Wow. And I just, there were just so many little experiences waiting right, to be had. Right, right. Well, yeah. you know, um, and we really haven't talked about this yet, but language sometimes can be a barrier, you mm-hmm. know, for some folks. And one of the, some of the places I'm most comfortable is um, some of the Caribbean and, uh, you know, Mexican and Latin because I'm fluent in Spanish and I feel so at home there. Like I love going to La Casona, uh-huh. the Colombia. Oh, that's so great. But it, part of it is just this um, a complete immersion in the culture. Like I'm in Atlanta, but heck, wait, right. what, what country am I in again? You yeah. Know? And it's like so many of the places take such pride in how they decorate and, you know, how they really, you know, give you a taste of home beyond what's on the plate, right. but in just kind of the spirit and mood of right. the place. Well, yeah. that's pretty much like Plata Fiesta is pretty much a fiesta. Yeah. <laughs> I remember once with uh, Meredith Ford, we went in and out of every Peruvian restaurant on Buford Highway to see if any of them had cuy. Okay. You know, the um, guinea pig, the oh, roasted yeah. guinea pig. And it was. And um, the kind of adventures that you had were very fun, I think. Oh, my God. And there's one place. <laughs> Whose idea was that? Oh, it was mine. I just wanted to see if they had it. And she was game. And I um, mean, we were both working as critics at the time at the paper. And I just remember going to one place. She tells the story so well, but uh, I don't want to say it because um, I don't think their their supply chain was incredibly legal. But the guy just looked at me and said, do you want that big fat guinea pig? And I was like, yeah, do you have it? And he goes, I'll call you in a week. Nice. <laughs> and and it was like he didn't call for about a month and I'd already given up. And he said, finally, I got this call. And he's like, hey, I've got your guinea pig. <laughs> <laughs> So that's great. Okay, so you've been gone from Atlanta almost three years. You're living up in Chicago. What do you miss most about Buford Highway? Oh my God, I just miss that whole feeling of getting, you know, amazing tacos and then a bubble tea or getting wings at Nam Fong and then going somewhere else for, you know, going to Kwok Wong for a banh mi sandwich or just going to Mamak and just sticking my face in the Malaysian food. I mean, there's so much I miss. And of course, we never even talked about um, Sushi House Hayakawa, which is, you know, the not the, the most expensive restaurant yes. probably on Beaver no, Highway. It is. We actually have a story in the dining guide on that. It is. If you get the omakase, it is the mo- not only the most expensive restaurant on Beaver Highway, but in all of Atlanta. It's 185 for the omakase. And we did it. I was did it last time I was in Atlanta with uh, Susan Puckett, the you know, former uh, food editor at the paper. 
And it was so great. And it was just, oh, I miss that man and that sushi and just that feeling of being in this weird little strip mall in right. this amazing city. Right. <laughs> you know what I love? And we, I mean, we, we talk about these restaurants, but I sure love going to Beaufort Highway Farmer's Market and some of the other grocers there. I mean, yeah. just yesterday I was I, – I, I could spend hours just – in the aisles, looking at stuff, discovering something new, then going over to the cafeteria and, you know, getting yeah. some of the food from there. We have so many grocery stores that are like that, and even the little pocket ones. Yeah, absolutely. And when you learn there's, like, the one little grocer that's the good place for Thai ingredients. And, you know, I, you know, I have friends who would, um, from, you know, different, um, you know, uh, international backgrounds and they would say oh yeah yeah if you're Thai you've really got to go to this one little store because this is the only place that has this and right that's everywhere there yep okay so pretty much there's nothing like Buford Highway anywhere else I mean there are some great streets and you know um no, you're supposed to say, that's right, Lagaya. There's nothing like Buford Highway. <laughs> there is not a damn thing like Buford Highway. It is one of a kind. That's right. John, it's so great to see you. Thanks for chatting with well, me. Well, great to see you, too. Thank you for having me in. You bet. Let's take a look at things to do in and around Atlanta over the next 10 days. Celebrate the spooky season at the Little Five Points Halloween Festival and Parade. It's the most festive time of year in Atlanta's most colorful neighborhood. Before and after the outrageously fun parade winds through Little Five Point streets, you'll find food vendors, an artist market, music, and more. The festivities begin at noon and continue through 11 p.m. on Saturday, October 20th, with the parade kicking off at 4 p.m. The event is free and happens in Little Five Points all along Moreland Avenue and Euclid Avenues. Get more info at l5phalloween.com. Did you know that there's a horse park in the heart of Buckhead? And there's a seasonal celebration happening this weekend at the Chastain Horse Park Fall Family Spectacular. They'll offer guided barn tours, pony rides, a horse costume parade, and horseback archery demonstration. There'll also be many other equine activities. You'll also find a hay bale maze, food, drink, and games. Chastain Horse Park is involved in therapeutic horsemanship, serving children, teens, and adults with a broad range of diagnoses, including autism, Down syndrome, cerebral palsy, multiple sclerosis, ALS, Parkinson's, and more. And while the admission is free, they'll be raising money to help support those efforts. The Chastain Horse Park Fall Family Spectacular happens 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Saturday, October 20th, at 4371 Powers Ferry Road, Atlanta. Get all the details at chastainhorsepark.org. Up next at Atlanta Lyric Theater is the remount of Newsies, a co-production with Aurora Theater where the show did big business over the summer. Newsies is based on a not-so-successful 1992 Disney film inspired by the real-life New York City newsboy strike of 1899. That movie starred Christian Bale as the newsboy's leader, Jack Kelly, in the years since the film's release, it's gained quite a cult following, and that growing reputation eventually led to the Broadway musical, which opened in 2012. Atlanta Lyric Theater is producing the show from October 19th through November 4th at the Jenny T. Anderson Theater at the Cobb Civic Center in Marietta. You can get the tickets at atlantalyrictheater.com. Atlanta producer, artist, record mogul, and songwriter Jermaine Dupree will open the renovated and renamed downtown arena now known as State Farm Arena 
with an anniversary show celebrating the 25-year legacy of his record label, So So Deaf. Dupree also helped open the venue in its original incarnation, Phillips Arena, in 1999. Artists playing the celebratory musical soiree include Escape, Anthony Hamilton, Jagged Edge, DeBrat, and Bow Wow. Be among the first to experience the new State Farm Arena with the So-So Deaf Anniversary Show at 7 p.m. on Sunday, October 21st. Tickets are $59 to $150, and you can find them at statefarmarena.com. For more things to do around Metro Atlanta, head to accessatlanta.com. Our senior editor is Nicole Smith, podcast edited by Ryan Horn, music by Bo Emerson and Billy Ewan, and I'm your host, Shane Harrison. Join us next week for more Access Atlanta.